This is the Living in Clarity Podcast. I'm Coach Radner. Today, we have a special guest, Hila. Hila, great to have you back on the show again. Thank you so much for having me. It was a very special, it's a very uh, uneasy time being here in Israel. And I wanted to have you on because you are so articulate about what the situation is going on here. And I've heard you again on TikTok and you're very, you know, you're, you're full of clarity, which the show is about clarity. So I'm like, who better to have than Hila's? Thank you so much for having back. It you know, there's almost no words to describe what's going on in Israel right now. This is unlike any conflict, any war that we have faced. Uh, obviously, the death toll has been higher than even the the independence war. Right. Uh, you know, and people are coming out and talking about uh, this past Saturday was the deadliest day for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And I think that that's very important to highlight because oftentimes you hear on the anti-Zionist side that they are against uh, the incorrect claim that Israel is committing a genocide when it's very clear that our enemies, specifically Hamas, an internationally recognized terrorist organization, has clearly set their sights on committing a genocide. And more than that, this is not a resistance movement. This is not freedom fighters. They have made no political demand. No. There are no political demands here. They're not telling us to do anything. They're not trying to get anything from the government. They're simply trying to murder as many Jews as possible. Uh, the last I checked, the the death count since uh, Saturday and today is Wednesday, right? Today's Wednesday. Right. I've been in a shelter like the whole time. <laughs> oh, time is completely, you know, whatever. But but in those couple of days, the death toll is over one thousand two hundred civilians. It's even a hard number to even fathom. Yeah, because when you have mass murders in America and they kill 10, 20 people, come on, that's so many people. Yeah, you can't imagine twelve by people. It's, it's I, I I don't even want to talk about that because to the truth it causes me a lot of anxiety. Absolutely. And um, you know, if I was single, it probably wouldn't be such a big deal. But now I have children, it's like it really it really hard to even watch or hear about atrocities that happened uh, near the Cotton Strip. Absolutely. But what I do want to what I do want to talk about is uh, you mentioned genocide, mm-hmm. and I know one of the things because you know we have podcasts on Jewish topics, we get a lot of things. Dead Jews are committing genocide. I'm like. I don't understand the genocide. I mean, every time you hear about the IDF going in, they're they're going in to kill terrorists who are about to kill Jews. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's and complete by, protection. I, but I want to say one thing that really makes me annoy. You know, you hear all the times that Jews uh, use the blood of Palestinian babies in their matzah. By the way, there is a Torah prohibition for a Jew to eat, drink blood. Absolutely. In fact, so much so that my, when my mom used to bring home meat from the kosher butcher, she used to put salt on it to soak out all the blood. It's against the rules for Jews to eat blood. Yeah. And more than that, if you look at the IDF Code of Ethics, I think you can understand this conflict very clearly by just seeing the policies that are enacted by both sides. So the IDF Code of Ethics, that before you um, kill a combatant, you have to fire a warning shot. You have to tell them in Arabic that you are going to shoot them. It's like you have to warn them if you keep doing this action, it is going to have a deadly consequence. Whereas the Hamas Charter, I believe in Article 7, if I'm not mistaken, says clearly we want to kill all Jews, not Zionists, not Israelis, not settlers, kill all Jews. So what are we supposed to? it's, It's insane to me that the entire world sees this and decides, you know what, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's say maybe kill all Jews doesn't mean that. Like, there has to be some extreme level of cognitive dissonance. 
to see that one side has a literal call to genocide in its founding charter. Because people, and think that is not the genocide. They don't want to believe that evil exists. And that took place. They want to believe that evil exists. They want to believe that the Jews are evil. They want to believe that we are this eternal scapegoat. This is the same exact things that were happening. I, I mean, we see a Holocaust going on. And I don't use that term lightly. Because I believe that when you use that term lightly, you are committing a form of soft Holocaust denial. You're saying the Holocaust wasn't as bad as it really was. Yeah. This isn't the exact same thing that our ancestors were experiencing during the Shoah. And people are siding with the Nazis. Not only siding with the Nazis, but the, the side that was historically sided with the Nazis. The, the uh, Grand Mufti of Jerusalem in the 40s, uh, Hadjimin al-Husseini, was friends with Hitler, met with Hitler, and spoke to him about murdering Jews in this land, and applauded him on his mass genocide of Jews. This is a side that has constantly sided with Hitler, has constantly sided with these horrible human rights violators, like Russia and the rest of the Arab League. And yet somehow, people still want to blame the Jews. We're not going to look at where our problems are actually coming from. We're not going to look at why things are the way they are. We're not going to look at why we had checkpoints in the first place. Why there was a blockade on Gaza, which, by the way, Gaza shares a border with Egypt. And for some reason, Egypt doesn't open its borders to them. But, but they have a reason to because both are their Arab brothers. And it's not in the Hamas charter to kill all Egyptians. No. We have a reason to have a blockade against them. And anyone who thinks, oh, yeah, well, my neighbor thinks that my neighbor constantly talks about how much she wants me dead. But like, it's really rude of me to not lock my or, or to lock my doors. Like, are you insane? Are you genuinely like there has to be something missing? And it feels like the entire world is just gaslighting the Jewish population because we're doing as much as we can. And it's not to say that the Palestinians are suffering. I know they are. It's not to say that Israel is a perfect state and we have been absolute angels in this conflict. I know we haven't been, but we have been as moral, even more moral than any other country, any other people in this situation. There is no situation where a country is facing another people coming and breaking into their borders, stealing their children. We have videos of Hamas operatives explicitly saying that they are stealing our women and children with the express purpose to rape them, who are beheading babies, who are setting babies on fire, who are going to old folks' homes and shooting them up, who are going into old people's houses and filming on their private Facebook accounts for their families to see how they execute them. There is no people who have faced this level of violence are being, and are being told, ceasefire. But what about, what about the civilian? What about our civilian? How many more of us have to die before the world understands that Jewish blood is not cheap? There was a, uh, when representing the Palestinians, the Palestinians were saying that the complaining to Hugo 10 that Israel is not knocking on the roofs before they blow up the building. Oh, do you? I know. And I'm like, and of course, everyone says, well, did you knock on the door before you shot people? Stop. I'm like, it was ridiculous. Did we, we didn't even get, I mean, we were both together this past Saturday. Yes. I was yep. here for, for lunch um, because it was a holiday. It was Shabbat. And um, we were both talking about, not, none of us knew that the sirens were, were going to start that morning in Jerusalem. I woke up to sirens that morning. I, and I, I told myself, it can't be the, the Sazaka. It can't be the red alert. Because we would have known. Yes. Because usually our intelligence can tell us before. Yeah. Because they never tell us. All of a sudden, 
by surprise attack, not only on Shabbat, but on Simchat Torah, and also on the 50th anniversary of the Gregorian calendar of the Yom Kippur War, they decided to launch a full-scale attack and wage a war against us. But we're not knocking on the, the roof. I know. Oh no, we're not being perfect little angels to the people who want us dead. But here, what can we do now? You know, we're, you know, there's only so much we can do. I can't go get a gun and fight. What can I do? What can someone do to, to help the situation that's going on? What can they do that they can feel better about themselves, to get rid of the anxiety, to help them, to help the Jewish people who are suffering? Yeah, so um, first of all, there are many organizations. I know specifically the Michael Levine base are taking donations um, of different supplies that our soldiers need, um, whether that's uh, toiletries, phone chargers, et cetera, et cetera. So if you can find a way to donate, if you are in Israel and can donate blood, that is a, a huge help. There are thousands upon thousands of people who are injured. I think they need type O, which is what they're looking for right now. Type O is obviously um, universal donor. Um, so if you are able to donate blood and you have type O specifically, that's definitely something you can go out and do. And I think this is a war that is being fought on multiple fronts. This isn't just, you know, on the ground in Israel, what's happening here. It's also all over the world, the misinformation that's being spread and the people who are apologizing for terror. And it is very important that we spread truth in a world that is so full of lies. Call people out when they say, oh, well, you shouldn't police uh, indigenous liberation and how the oppressed are acting. Explain to them that no, even if they were, you know, as oppressed as they claim to be, even if we were the colonizers, which we are not, even if they were under a horrible occupation, even though we pulled out of Gaza in 2005, even if all that was true, there is no justification for raping women. There is no justification for kidnapping innocent civilians. There is no justification for murdering babies. And once you do that, you lose the moral side of the argument. It's very important to explain that there is no morality here. This is not, you know, champions of social justice. Champions of social justice, you will not find that in Hamas. You will not find that in Palestinian Islamic Jihad. You will not find that in the Iranian-backed terrorist organization that is committed to killing as many civilians as possible. It is so important to explain that and to call people out when they are lying, when they don't know what's going on with the conflict. More than that, this is obviously acts of terrorism. They want us to be terrified. They want us to be scared. They want us to go into hiding. We need to be so clear that we are not going anywhere because we, we say every Passover and in every single generation, they rise up against us to destroy us. But a Kaddish God delivers us from their hands. Every single major empire on the planet has tried it and they're gone. And Hamas will be gone very, very soon, Bezrat Hashem. They'll go away with the uh, Palestinians, they'll go away with the uh, Babylonians, they'll go away with the ancient Greeks, the ancient Romans. Like everybody else has tried to kill the Jews. And the Nazis, they're all going to disappear. The Jews are still here. The Jews are still thriving. It's one of the proofs, was one of the proofs to me that. God gave the Torah to the Jewish people about the fact that we're still here. When we were dispersed for 2,000 years to all over the world without phones and internet and mail, yet we all kept the same Torah for 2,000 years. Absolutely. While every country in the world, not every, but most of them, tried to kill us or um, or have us intermarriage or you know whatever they tried to do to us. And the fact that we're still here is actually a miracle in itself. And it's proof to me that God gave the land of Israel to the Jewish people. Absolutely. And we have to do everything. And Skolda Meir said... It's, and Biden said in his speech, Golda Meir, when, he, when she talked to Golda Meir, she said, we have a secret weapon. He said, what is it? He goes, she said, we have nowhere else to go. 
So right, so like and, you, we're going to fight to the death. I mean, it's not even close. So like we we're, we're going to fight to this land no matter what. I'm, you know, just as we did two thousand years ago against the Romans, right. who. So we won't. Be- and so, it's so important in in recognizing that that we are openly proud of being Jewish. That we do not give into terror and we do not go into hiding. If you can wear your uh your high necklace, your Hansa, your Magendavid. Wear a kippah, wrap to fill in, do a mitzvah, give to charity. And specifically, I believe that this is a test from Hashem. And, you know, obviously. Especially on college campuses where there's a lot of uh, pro Palestinian. Some of these college, it's going to be it's difficult, I understand. But this is, this, is how, this is what you can do to fight back with what's going on in the situation. Show them that you're not afraid of them because yeah. you have no reason to be afraid of them. You're going to stick around. We're not going anywhere. This is really a test in unity. This is about bringing the Jewish people together and loving your fellow Jew. Unfortunately, we saw a huge divide with the past election, with what happened on Yom Kippur, with all these, you know, very political, very emotionally charged issues. The Jewish people have turned to fighting amongst themselves and hating themselves. And that makes us weak. We are strong and we are together. It is uh, the Gemara in Megillah, that's uh, Yiddalit, I believe, explains that when Afeshverosh gave his ring to Haman to sign the death decree against the Jewish people, it was more beneficial to us than every single prophet of Israel combined. And that is because it was only once we had that existential threat that we actually came together. We united. And so, obviously, we want that we shouldn't have to have a Hamas or an enemy come against us that we... Uh, that forces us to unite. We want to be able to unite in times of peace because that's who we're supposed to be. At the end of the day, we're all one family. And yeah, we don't get along on everything. We don't agree with with our brothers and sisters on everything. We we believe in different government policies and different levels of religiosity and this and that. The other, it doesn't matter. You are my brother. You are my sister. I love you, even if I don't agree with you. And that should be just as true in times of peace as it is now in war. We have to come together. We cannot let them divide us. We need to take whatever we have and and use it to support our brothers and sisters. My reverend says all the time, we can have unity without uniformity, which means mm-hmm. we don't have to be the same. We don't have to dress the same. We don't have to act the same, but we can still be unified. And unfortunately, it takes a situation like this to unify. So we want to enlist in the Jewish army. How can we enlist in the Jewish army? What can we do if we're living in Seattle or New York or Miami or Washington, or Dallas, what can we do in Chicago? What can we do to enlist in the Jewish army? A number of things we can do. One, as Hila said, we can give to organizations that are helping the soldiers. One you said is the Michael Levine Levine base, Lone Soldiers. Mm -hmm. There's also called Friends of the IDF. Mm -hmm. There's another organization called Thank You Israeli Soldiers. Helps bring packages uh, to all the soldiers around Israel. Um, You can also show how proud you are of being a Jew by, you know, wearing a kippah or wrap them to fill in, or if you want to, you know, on Shabbos, light Shabbos candles, go to shul, have a Shabbat service, go to Shabbat services. Yes, there's a huge initiative going on right now called Just One Shabbos um, that hopes to bring many Jews who maybe wouldn't keep Shabbat in any way, um, that this coming Shabbat, which is Parshat Breshit, the first Parsha that we read in the entire Torah, that we should all keep Shabbat in some way. So that doesn't necessarily, if you can keep the full Shabbat, that's amazing. But if like, like Coach Ratner was saying, if you could just light Shabbat candles, make Kiddush, go to shul, or even spend time with your family and just show them how much you love them and show how much you love the Jewish community. 
that is keeping Shabbat. Even if you do something small, like turning off your phone for like three hours on yeah. night dinner, that's a big deal. Yeah. Learn with a rabbi. Or nothing. And one of the best things to do is to go find a rabbi and I, 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 to go learn with and learn a little bit of halakha, some Jewish law. It's, for, yeah. it's really, it's really quite enlightening. It, it opens your mind. It gives you clarity in life. Like to say, Absolutely. you like to live in clarity. We like to live in truth. And and I, I got to say, you know, a lot of things we can do. We want to be proud Jews. And we want to say, like, we do something to help to get rid of the anxiety that many of us have. And yeah. by showing how proud you are as a Jew, by learning Torah, by keeping parts of Shabbat, you can do that. And I, I want to add, because this coming Shabbat is Parshat Rashid, the first Rashi was a medieval commentator uh, on the Torah. The first thing Rashi says in the entire Bible which starts, it's in the beginning of creation, God made the heavens and the earth. Um, he says, why does this start? This is a book of laws. Why does it start with the creation of the universe? Um, and he answers that it will come to pass that people will call the Jews thieves, that people will say that Jews stole this land. And in order to be a defense against that, God starts the Torah with the creation of the universe to so that we should see that the entire heavens and the earth are his, and he gave this land to us. And so even in this week's Parsha, it shows people are going to call us thieves, and they are going to fight against us because they think we are thieves. But at the end of the day, we know we have a righteous cause. We know we are the moral side. Clearly, because we're not the side beheading babies. I mean, bare minimum. But um, I mean, there are so many other things that are going on right now that, that I think are so important to, to speak about. Um, I think we should all take time out of our days to pray to God, even in your own words, um, that he should return all of the hostages to their families safely, that amen, amen. they injured are fully healed, and that God should grant nefama, serenity and calm and, and uh, comfort to the families who are currently in mourning. May peace come speedily in our days. May Mashiach come. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Living and Clarity Podcast.